Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breaks Radio. Be real, Excel is king shit. It's your boy CEO Hayes here, hosting this week. Uh, Johnny is actually gone. He's on vacation at that bastard. But we do have a very special guest this week, man. Um, I and no hyperbole is needed. This is a St. Louis legend, like dead serious, man. Hey, talk about it, man. Lay it on thick, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. One of, one of the few, he can he can sell out any party, any venue in St. Louis right now. Big fat. <laughs> James oh. Biko, a.k.a. DJ Nappy Needles, is in the building oh. for the first time. What's going on, man? Oh, my God. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> because that shit is not true. <laughs> oh, boy. We, we, we appreciate this. Thank you <laughs> no, 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 no! Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We, you know, it's an honor to be up in the the, the breaks podcast this week, man. Appreciate it. Oh man, and you, and you say it's not true, but all I know is that when we were selling tickets to our live show, the moment that we mentioned you'd be there, ticket sales doubled. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> Look, I need to hang out with your job a little bit more often, man. That's self esteem boost right there. <laughs> and then we also got man, my brother. What's going on, bro? Oh man, hey, what's going on, man? I'm I'm ready for these takes. I'm I'm mad Johnny's not here because this is an album that he would trash. I know we're gonna get into it, but Johnny hates everything mumble. So <laughs> anything mumble, <laughs> he's not going. All right, man. Well, let's jump right into it, man. So Quavo, uh, Lord Quavius himself released an album. <laughs> Quavo Hancho, <laughs> man. Uh, this album is projected to do. Uh, it's like a hundred and twenty-five uh, thousand sales. Wait a second. That's off. That's streams and everything off pure album sales. It's like three to five thousand, which is terrible. Um, just terrible. Ralph, I'm going to come to you first on this one, man. What are your thoughts on uh, Quavo Hancho, brother? I, I I salute Lord Quavius for coming out, um, getting on that ledge and making a solo effort. Um, but I hate this album. Um, and this is coming from me. Um, anybody that is an avid listener of The Breaks Radio knows that I kind of... I don't stand for everything mumble, but I, you know, I can tolerate it. This is something, this is an album that I haven't finished. I'll be completely honest with that too. I think I made it to halfway and I was done. And this is somebody that praised Astro World. I could not, I could not do this album. Uh, I don't know what it is. And I can usually listen to Migos projects, but it was just something about this album that just didn't feel right. And I couldn't get all the way into it. Um, the production was there. Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting anything material wise. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Even with my low expectations, it just it wasn't it wasn't enough. <laughs> Man, James, what you got? Uh, listen, I I have to say the artwork is phenomenal. <laughs> that cover, that cover is dope, right? It, it, that's a piece of that's a piece of art. Now. Look, I'm not a hater of Quavo either. I'm not a hater of, of Migos. I'm not a hater. But yeah, it it left a lot to be desired. Like, look, I like the I like the intro. The, the the first joint was cool. And I like the single. I forget, I forget the name, but it was but I like the single that they playing on the radio. I, I thought that, that was cool. Once I heard that, um, and realized that that was, you know, that was a single for his solo album. I was like, oh, cool. He off to a good start. That's cool. You know, but then we were listening to it and it just, it's, it's one of those albums that 
kind of feels like it never it never got started. Like it it it, it it's a lot of like you said. I mean, like honestly, at this point, we don't need to even talk about production. Production is mostly going to be tight. It's, yeah. We ain't really got to worry about beats, but like what these artists put over the beats is that's the problem. Like, and I'm not a hater of of you know if. if Honestly, you know what? I've never really, I can't really call him a mumble, mum, like in the mumble thing. Because they, they, Migos actually rap to me. They actually rap. They don't really mumble. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Lil Yachty, he kind of, he kind of mumbles. But in my opinion, I think mumble, uh, Migos, when they want to. And I don't think Quavo wants to spit on this album. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I think the thing that you might have been missing is that, is the, the balance that offset usually brings. Because offset yes. sticks. Yes. 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 And and Quavo is like a harmonizer. You know, he, he kind of does a melodic thing and, and that's cool, but that, that's why Migos work to me, because you know, you have those different components working with each other. And then take off, you know, God love him. You know, he 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 tries and he he anyway, but I think standouts to me is the intro. <laughs> the intro. Whatever I forget the name of that, and then they had this one song called "Fuck 12, which I was cool with that. I was good because because it was sort of like socially conscious, talking about issues and you know outside of money, cars, and all this stuff. So you know, I guess yeah, basically it was kind of lazy. It was a little lazy. He seemed really just going through the motions, and it, and it, it was too minimal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is yeah, this is speaking from somebody. I dig Astro, uh, was it Astro World? Yeah. I dug that too. And so, yeah, with this, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Um, my thoughts on this album were, and this, this is how much I love our listeners in this podcast. The first time I turned this on, I got two and a half tracks on, and I just stopped and was like, look, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it. And then uh, Johnny let us know that he wasn't going to be able to make it, and I had to host this week. So I'm like, damn it, I have to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so now I'm making, my way, I'm making my way through this album. I'm, I'm, I'm chugging through it. I'm trying, I always try to find positives. Like critiques come easily most times. I try to find positives and really, like you said, it just seemed like he didn't try. It seems like he made this album because he felt like he had to. Like I don't know what exec had their gun to his head or what it was, but like even the energy he usually has on Amigos Project, like I don't feel like it came through. Like I, I, this didn't even seem like the same Quavo at all to me. Um, I, I, not that I had high expectations for the album, but I at least thought there would be some club bangers on there. Like, there's nothing on this album that I personally would go back to, and this is forgettable to me after we finish this review. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, uh, I, I said this on Twitter, and I believe that the timeline gas Quavo up because he's undoubtedly the face of Migos, right? So everybody's gassing him up to go solo or do solo projects, and then. When the project comes, nobody supports. It's not good. It's forced. Like even with all these features, it's still nothing to really save this project as a whole. Um, like I agree with Biko. I enjoyed the Fuck Twelve uh, song, but outside of that, I I probably wanted to listen to it again. Right, and that's pretty unfortunate. Because yeah. <laughs> because I, I like I said, I like I like Migos. I like all three of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying together. Um, but yeah, I mean. Really, let's 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 face it. I mean, fuck twelve is is the strength of it is offset. Like offset spits, 
Like he really does, in my opinion. Like he's one of the reasons why the new Tiger record is dope because he's on there spitting. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so I think the Quavo. I think I don't know, man. I think he should have. He should have saw this opportunity as like, all right, people know that I, I, I'm harmonizing and I, and I do the melodic stuff with the auto tune and all that stuff. Let me let me really, you know, this is my this is my time to step out and do and show everything and not not have to sh- share it with you know two other cats you know what i'm saying it doesn't, he really took advantage of that you know Agreed. It, it, yeah. It don't sound, you know. yeah I, I mean i agree with all of that. It's, it it's just a disappointing album overall in my opinion it just sucks man because it it, sh- it could have been a lot better than it and say what you will about migos my my i'm hit or miss with the migos sometimes but i i just didn't think it would be an album this bad coming out of that camp um but before we get off the subject, I have to ask now, like, Offset has to come out with a, a solo album now, right? Please, that's what I was <laughs> like, When I was listening to this album, I was like, all right, I'm ready for an off- Offset <laughs> and And I'm ready for him to, like, reach out to different producers, you know? Yeah. Keep the trap sound, but you obviously are an MC. So I want to hear you on some, you know, and it don't have to be, like, on some, like, backpack, boom bap stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to go too far away from what you might genuinely be, but you know, do the Kendrick route. Like Kendrick is able to to do trap and and hip hop trap, and you know what I'm saying, like yeah. that type of stuff that fits his talent and kind of pushes his creativity. And yeah. that's what I would hope for for Offset. I would hope that he would do that if he, you know, does a, a solo. But right before, wait, hold on. There's one song <laughs> I did like that. I was like, what? The Champagne Rosé, I actually like that with Madonna. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, no, I, I, I can see I, the appeal. I, see it. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool, and and I think that that's probably gonna be his next single. Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't that uh? Didn't that have uh Madonna and who? Uh, uh, Cardi B. Cardi, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense that to be a single. Anyway, that's that's all I like. But yeah, it's like going back to Offset though. He, I don't know if you would really count this as a solo project, but he kind of did like a a prime situation. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing when I say that, but it's uh, him and Metro Boomin did a project together. Oh, okay. That's what the uh, if you guys are familiar with the song Ric Flair Drip, that song that that's oh, Migos. Yeah. But yeah. but that was that's where that song that's where that project. I mean, that song is on that project. Uh, so, yeah, I saw them do that on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, so it's not like it's not a you know a solo. It's not this. It's not on the level of this. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna go into our first break. Um, you can get a commercial for the newest Breaks Media podcast. That is Technical Foul, and we're gonna come back uh, after a song. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. the gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Fabrics. Fabrics. 
expensive linen. Put that bitch in the kitchen, in the kitchen whipping. Back in the days, I was doing Lord willing. Mama gonna kill me, double cup spilling. Every time I get the handle, will I'm tripping? Every time your bitch phone ring, she working. Get no plan, time, Kendrick Perkins. Rocking Tim's like I'm in New Jersey. Dubs versus Hawks, took off Katie Jersey. And he scored a 30. Up real early. Serving, serving, serving. Fuck that bitch, she a virgin. Said she had to go to work, she was nursing. I can turn up pot to the arm service. I declare war on your whole 30. Chopper, hold a hundred. If I wasn't real, I would be a hundred. So that means everything authentic. Alright, so we're back. Um, so talking about Quavo's album, got my wheels turning, and I want to have a, a discussion. The best solo album from a rapper who started off in a group, James. Man, I, me, and you talked a little bit before we started recording, so I, I know we, we kind of went the same lane. But I want you, as the guest, to go ahead and talk about this topic first, man. What do you got here? It, look, first and foremost, we got to be like every Wu Tang member. <laughs> yeah, <that> was <laughs> like not. From what ninety five till ninety seven, like Meth, ODB, Raekwon, <laughs> Jizza, uh, and Ghostface. I mean, like, like yeah. they killed the shit. Like that, and of course, I mean, like, but that's kind of a given, you know what I'm saying? But and honestly, can we really count that though? Because see, this is how I'll be. You know, I'll say the stuff, but I'll be like, but then again, because they were all produced by RZA. You know what I'm saying? In between that time, they brought in a couple other cats toward, you know, ghost faces and all that. But mostly it was still done by RZA. So can you really count it as truly solo? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, but come on, let's face it. Those were all just extensions of Wu-Tang albums. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Like like if you go and listen to uh, but only built for Cuban links, right? A lot of Ghostface, a lot, a lot of other Wu members are just sprinkled on yeah. the album. Even yeah. as great as the album is, and that's not me knocking it. Yeah, but like you said, Station of Wu. Yeah, yeah. I would also say, of course, Lauren Hill. You know, but then again, yeah. the miseducation of Lauren Hill, in my opinion, is not a, a, a straight up rap album, which, and it's not a straight up R and B album. It's like a you know hodgepodge of, of soul R and B, hip hop. You know, a little bit of dancehall here and there. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely, you know, have those names up there. I, I, I was trying to really think though. I know there's others though. Man, you can easily, I mean, you can easily go lots. Like you know, all of them drop mm-hmm. dope solo projects. You know, even even Sheik Luch. Nobody really talks about Sheik Luch. He's project. dropped some heat. He's dropped some heat before. So I think that, and it was around the time Jada's probably like his second or third album. I can't remember that the name of the album, but it was like half. Sheik Luch and half Gorilla Face. Mm-hmm. I remember that project, but it was good though. But Sheik, Sheik, I mean Styles, Jada, like all of them have dropped dope projects, and they were collectively in a group together, not like a collective of people like a Dipset. Dipset was never technically a group, not a group. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's why, that's why I don't count like Lil Kim because Junior Mafia it really wasn't a group group. Yeah, yeah. more of a conglomerate, like you know. Yeah. 
Legs. Yeah, you know. But um, who else? Um, I was actually thinking of somebody. Uh, man, oh, uh, Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon. Oh, yeah. that's a good. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he dropped really good albums. Like back, you know, we got to go to the early '90s, obviously. But it's like after EPMD broke up, all eyes was on Eric, and he yeah. delivered. You know what I'm saying? Definitely at least two good albums, good solo solo albums. And of well, course, did the you know music with Marvin Gaye and all that stuff. Yes. I mean, would you consider? I mean, Scarface. I mean, Ghetto Boys was Scarface. a group, that, but yeah. but it felt like Scarface was so eyes get ahead of everybody. And he was. Kind I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect to you know the guys. No, right though. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's true. Uh, it, if uh, this next dude, if, shit, if he would drop a damn album, he would be on there too. Andre. Oh, <laughs> facts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, you know, he played the cello for 17 minutes. Uh, that what oh, was that? What song he gave? <laughs> I don't even remember the name of that song. <laughs> the trap jazz he gave us. <laughs> man, I don't know though. I mean, because the problem is, it's not enough groups no more. That that's true too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just it's just cruise. It's just like because if we talking about cruise, like oh. we put in Odd Future yeah, and yeah, yeah, the conversation. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Because I mean, if I don't think anybody's doing it better than TDE, but they're not a group. They're, I mean, True. it's a record label. So yeah. Black Hippie is is a like a Black Hippie is like Native Tongue. You know, it was never a, a group. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I can't I can't think? I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like who who's who's making the stuff that used to be in a group? I I got. You ready, Ralph? Or you you work? Yeah, you good. You good. You good. Go ahead. So outside of Wu Tang, it was two people that came on my mind. First of all, Ice Cube with America's Most Wanted. Okay. Like yeah, you go. Definitely Ice Cube, and then uh, for not even saying that because he's my favorite rappers. One of my favorite of all time too. Um, but then outside of that, we're gonna go more recent. So I wanted something '90s or whatever. I wanted something more recent. Push your T. All three of his solo albums. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so Fair those enough. are my two. Like, and, and I mean, we know, like, Ice Cube, of course, he, NWA, I mean, that goes without saying, but some would say that he even reached a higher level of success outside of NWA. Oh, he um, certainly. Yeah, he did. He did. So, like, what he's meant to the game for so long and has spent on to acting and writing movies, like, um, right. but as far as just an album, like, America's Most Wanted is absolutely a classic album. And came out in a time like I mean that's when hip hop was at its at its most, and he he found a way to meld it. Like he he did his thing. America's Most Wanted is still up there. Yeah, albums yeah. of all time. He with that album is sort of like he silenced any critic that might have been you know doubting him, and any you know anybody that was saying like you know people that were saying like he ain't gonna be nothing with NWA, which he kind of, you know, played upon on Death Certificate, the next album, you know, he played that those snippets and everything. But like the the genius thing he did was he left NWA, left superb production from from Dre and and found solace in the bomb squad. He was just like, let me go to New York, get down with public enemy. Cause you know, their production styles were kind of similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they threw a bunch of samples in, you know, took a whole bunch of funky-ass drum breaks and and really made, like, some bomb material. And so, like, he was just like, let me, let, let me like, make a statement. And so, and, and he kind of took that. He kind of took it to mean that. And I don't see that with Quavo. 
That that's the problem. Like Quavo didn't. It, it was lazy. Yeah. It, it, it seemed lazy to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm pretty sure he he did his fair share of work, but it came across lazy. It didn't. It wasn't his. It didn't. It didn't make a statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like America's most wanted. But you know what? Just kind of you know comparing those things, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but like Cube had motivation for said That's project. That's true. Quavo just doing this because people have gassed him up to do it. That's very true. His motivation is probably completely different. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You definitely have something to prove. Some people, some people step out to show that, hey, I can do this. I feel like this is just a money move. Well, for Quavo, kind of just like let's keep the party going, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, you're right. That's true. You're <laughs> right. And then, and then with Pusha, it's like, like what Pusha was able to do because the look, the momentum of the clips had completely died down before Pusha started coming out with solo albums. So yeah. he didn't have the benefit of like a cube to still ride the wave of yeah. NW. Well, not ride the wave. That's kind of a negative connotation. But he still was able to build off that platform. And then the beef with NWA, like people still wanted to know what Cube had going on. Nobody was checking for Pusha as a solo artist when he came out as a solo artist. Agreed. Agreed. Nobody was. And what he was able to do with My Name is My Name is like, okay, we we see you now. Yeah. And so, like with, with Pusha, I, th- I think, yeah, he, he hasn't had the overall mainstream success of some of his peers but i think that the hip-hop heads and amongst his peers he's held in such a high regard and he's earned that with his three solo albums yeah oh yeah yeah i would say that i would say that uh, you got like that question really got you know i was trying to think of think about it you know once i got the outline and i was like and that's a good ass question <laughs> but i it, it it's a good question to stump people too you know yeah yeah, yeah. What would you call? Would you call doubt the dog pound a true group? No. Okay. Well, well, not, not really. Not they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we came out with one actual album together, and that was in the two thousands. Like that was like twenty years after they had made their break. Like oh damn, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, 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 no. They came out with the. Uh, they took came with dog food. Oh yeah, yeah I thought right. that was like right. ninety yeah, what yeah, ninety yeah, something. Right. I can. Yeah, okay. Not, so you know, but nah, not. Not really. really. It's like it's like G Unit, right? <laughs> it's like it's not a real group, but they, you know, they they they're together for you know not not be, not to say they went cool, but on a label, like okay. Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, I would have to. <laughs> Get the boys. That's a real group. Oh, oh, another one. None of us mentioned Bum B. Bum B. Eight ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, those are yeah. Those are those are solid uh, solo, pro, you know, solo artists that successfully made some noise on their own, you know, from their respective groups. So yeah, yeah I would definitely uh, include them. Thank you. Anything left before we move on? I'm trying to rack my head. Like who who from the West Coast? I mean, yeah, that's that's why I bought a dog, man. That's all I had. Like, and that wasn't a group. <laughs> alcoholics tried to do something, and that didn't really work out. Uh, I'm going way back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't really, you know, it's, it's hard though. I, I, I it's it, it is hard, especially when you, as an artist, you kind of like like discovered to be like you're better in a group. You might want to, you know. You're 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 a group member. You're not yeah. necessarily a solo artist, you know? Yeah. yeah. We found out about Lil C's. Oh, you know? Yeah. 
everybody's not a solo artist. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no. nothing wrong with it. Like some, sometimes, no. yeah. I mean, you just you just have to know. Like what I say is like know your station in life. Like you you can't. Tr- some people just don't need to try to break free. And it's not a negative. Like put that energy no. into what you do best. Yeah. Agree. So all right, we're gonna go ahead and move on. We're gonna do our next album review. There's a lot of albums come out this past week, um, but this one's getting uh, a dedicated review just because me and Ralph we really want to talk about this one. Man. <laughs> Belly with immigrant. And this is and I, Ralph, me and you talking and what I said, man, is that this is what I love about the platform we have because nobody's talking about Billy's album and it's a really good album. So I like mm-hmm. us being able to use our platform to talk about things like this. So uh, I'm gonna give it give the floor to you first, Ralph. <laughs> Belly with Emigrant, uh, man, what you giving it? Oh man, uh, I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a short album. It's only 33 minutes. Um, very good listen. Like Belly, I mean, like we like like Biko was saying, like production isn't hard in this in this climate. But the production is really, really good. Like the production is good. I enjoyed the features. I enjoyed the features. Like, um, I definitely enjoyed the meat feature. Like the meat features have been kinda they've been way more good than bad in this, you know, in this like since he's been out of prison. So I enjoyed that. Um, uh, but he has like he has remarkable wordplay. He does have some storytelling on here. Um, Belly just knows how to rap. Like, I'm not saying he's a rapper's rapper. He knows how to uh flow on the beat. He has a uh, kind of uh, a chill flow, but it's you know it, it it doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't have charisma, but you can tell it's there. You know, like he's very confident when he raps. And one of his his last album, uh, Mumble Rap, which is just a, a play on like he's he's not a mumble rapper, but when you listen to it, it's like okay, I see what you're doing, King, and I appreciate what he did last year. And then this is just a good follow up from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm I'm just gonna piggyback off that. I think that uh, I would never say I wouldn't say this is a great album, but it's solid from every standpoint that you that I look at from an album. Like I like the songs. I, I, musically, production is top notch. I enjoy the way Belly raps. I enjoy Belly's voice for what it is, like the way he uses it. So to me, like I I think that this definitely is like it deserves more notice than something like Quavo's album because it's just a better rap album. Will Belly ever ever be that big crossover artist? Probably not. I mean, he's on Rock Nation now. Is that correct? Like, yeah. So like, yeah. if if you're on a label like Rock Nation and you're not getting any notice for a solid album, it's probably never going to happen for you. But yeah, that doesn't stop him at, at all from putting out good work. His last, the Mumble Rap album, really yeah. good. I thoroughly enjoyed that album. It's one <laughs> yes. of the few albums from that year I still go back to and listen to some of. Um, yeah. So I just think it was a it's a solid project. And I think nowadays it's like just solid projects from artists who aren't huge go completely unnoticed. And it's it's that's a problem with the industry, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and, and that's nothing new. That's nothing new. Yeah. I mean, you're talking you're talking to a nineties team and you know, we we were listening to shit like Raz Cass, Soul on Ice, and that will forever be a criminally underrated, un you know, untalk, non-talked about album outside of, you know, the hip hop head community. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it's just going to go on um, until until Magic Dust sprinkles on one of these cats like Belly, like it did with J. Cole, you know, like them. Because yeah. if you notice, it's always just maybe one, if we're lucky, two, maybe three at a time that are what a lot of rap fans consider real MCs uh, to get that light. 
you know right now obviously it's it's the the top two which which Kendrick and Cole um you know who 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 are kind of right there it used to be like Lupe was the closest for a time you know what I'm saying like he was he was he broke out of that whole underground or you know and 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 he was getting light and everything and so it'll happen again I don't know if if Belly will you know be be anointed you know he should because I I I I listened to the album. And I I'll be honest. I didn't even know who it was. I didn't know who it was until you know y'all let me know. Okay, this is what we talking about. Check this out now. And I and I listened to it and I was like I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know who he was, but uh, now I'm gonna go back and listen to Mumble Rap and all this other stuff. Yeah. But I feel the same way you guys do. I, I like I like how he he's aware of his voice. He's aware of his skill and he 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 uses it. You know, accordingly, he, he uh, you know, he showcases it well. You know what I'm saying? Like he can do the trap shit effectively, yeah. and it and it doesn't sound, it doesn't feel forced. It feels like, okay, this is a cat that you know, this is this is his, this is his reality. This is his music. So you know, he's not gonna just because he can rap, don't mean that he's gonna you know shun you know what might be looked at as as lesser skillful rap. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's just—he's still gonna make the fun party records, which is cool, which is good, and there's a way to do it without sounding like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? And he—I think he's—he's he's able to do that. And just like you, uh, Ralph, I think that he did. Uh, I think the Meek Mill feature was great. I think that yeah. song was great. That yeah. song, it's another socially conscious song, which I'm yeah. appreciative of. Um, and that really kind of, you know, that that made me stand up a little bit more uh, and, and pay more attention when I was listening to the album. Because at first it was just like, you know. Yeah, I got this bitch in that. You know? yeah, yeah. Same old, same old. And then when they touched on these subjects and stuff, I'm like, I appreciate that because, you know, in this climate, you really, even though it is a socially aware time right now, rap still hasn't rose totally to the occasion. And yep. so I'm feeling like, you know, these rappers really don't, they don't have to feel like they have to say this stuff because, you know, they've still been getting by with just the, the bare minimum. So when I hear something like that, it definitely makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Um, and yeah, the beats are dope. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked what he was saying. Um, I, was that the was what the the song with Meek Mill? No, that was Immigrant, right? That was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about the you know, if you build a wall, they're gonna they're just gonna break through and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, is it Belly from Canada though? That's what threw me. I th- I think I, I no, don't quote me. I, I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not saying it. You know, I can. You know, can look this up. <laughs> we, we gonna have, we gonna have to figure this out real quick. Um, right. No, he's a Canadian rapper, singer. I'm like, okay, I knew he's from Canada. He's from Ontario. Yeah, but I mean, he's a Palestinian. I mean, I'm, Canadian. Yeah, I'm so. not. I'm not. I'm not knocking him for being from Canada. I was just like, I I think that's dope that he's. You know, I don't know. I, I just make. Yeah. This, I don't know. This is dope to me. Yeah, well, it's good, it's good that you know the the uh, the face of of hip hop is is being allowed to expand, you know, through through the, the different POCs as yeah. as it were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 that you know more voices, uh, you know, between black and white are being heard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I'm, I feel I feel everything there. It's, it's I, 
I just hope that Belly can get more notice because he is he is aware of himself and he doesn't take himself too seriously. And that's part of the the joy of him as an artist, I guess, is that he has his serious songs, but he also he flexes his muscle a little bit more and uh, stretches himself out. So I'm going to get a great album. Uh, let us know what you think about it. You guys know where you can hit us up at. We're going to go ahead and get into another break. Uh, we're going to get into another commercial and then some songs and we'll catch you guys on the other side of that. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal, and our lovely esteemed moderator Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcasts. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. Yeah, I put a million in the sock drawer. That's why I never got cold feet. She put her face in the kilo. Bitch, I told you keep it low key. Throwing money, tell her go deep. The devil buying, but they giving up their souls free. Thousand dollar H steak, fuck my old beef. For dessert, I ate your pussy with my gold teeth. I was rolling, I hit her and said, I think I love her. By the time she hit me back, I had a different number. Wait, all this purple rain got me thinking of her. But she never satisfied like Prince's mother. Okay, I'm tripping, that's the psychedelics. Imagine walking on the moon and letting Michael tell it. Sit down, really care about us, and they spiteful jealous. Now tell me why the days depress us, but the nights compel us. All right, so Ralph, you rub your head, man. You probably won't be rubbing your head a little bit more after we talk about this. So yeah. we got to get into So Drake does an a, a interview on the shop. I totally it, missed it. Oh, man. <laughs> This interview, <laughs> this interview where he goes on to say that he went to Wyoming with uh, Kanye. He worked with Kanye on some songs. Uh, he wanted the lift yourself beat, all that. He said he told Kanye about his son and what he was going through. Felt that, that Kanye may have been the one to, to leak the information to Pusha T. Pusha then the next day or a couple days later appears on the Joe Budden podcast and basically says that, no, he got the information from a chick that 40 OVO 40 was messing with and had pillow talk with. And that's how he got the information. So this Drake pushed the stuff like the fact that this is now being brought back up like a good, what, four months after the initial beef, man. I We got to talk about it, though, because it, it completely dominated for a cycle, man, in hip hop. Ralph, keep rubbing your head, man. What do you think about this? <laughs> it's it's so much to unpack here, right? It's like it's like a, a episode of Love and Hip Hop unfolding before our eyes. Now, I'm not I'm not the one that that knocks it because it feels like the people that are pro Drake is saying that all this is gossip and they're not wanting to acknowledge the fact that your man's still lost. It doesn't really matter how he got the information. Your man's lost on wax. Now, yeah, now. Aubrey is a great actor, and Drake is his greatest role that he's ever played. <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand. 
I don't understand how he, being the pop star he that he is, and obviously the most popular person in the beef, is trying to rewrite the rules of said beef. Nothing is never too disrespectful. That's whether this is 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 mean to is meant for disrespect. So if you felt like he crossed the line, okay, that's fine. I understand that. But for you to say that, oh, I'm not, you know, like the things that he was saying, he was so contradictory. It blew my mind. And they people the Drake fans are just ignoring that he contradicted himself a good three or four times in the same yeah. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's the more the most frustrating thing. Like, oh, he talked about my friend that has MS. But Drake has been dissing people for years and has been saying off the wall things. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. But the minute that somebody puts pressure on you, oh my God, I can't take it. And I don't believe that he had this record that was recorded or whatever, you know, this record that would destroy Pusha T's career. Yeah. Pusha T's yeah. career is where it's at. It's not getting any bigger, and that's my man's. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that Pusha T is respected, and if, you had, this, and if you had this record, right. you don't give two fucks about Pusha. Release it. Like, put it out. That That's my understanding, because I've heard a lot of... The, Jay he, Prince, right? Jay. Yeah, that, yes. And I was saying, Biko, you are the hip-hop historian. Like, you have heard way worse things than any any of this back and forth Pusha T and Drake have had. So it's like, what are we talking about here? I can't. I, don't know, I can't call it, bro. <laughs> well, here, here's here's the thing with me. Um, yes, the contradictions get me first. So in in again, he had multiple contradictions throughout this interview. But this is this was all one or two sentences in which he said. I listened to the push it did the response, not the original one, but the, the response of uh, the story added on. Mm-hmm. He said that I listened to it to put me in a dark place. I, I recorded the diss track. No, first he said he didn't record it. He said, no, I'm not even going to respond to it. I, I called LeBron. I asked LeBron if it uh, like you called LeBron James and asked him if he'd be disappointed that you didn't. <laughs> then, then he said, then he said, well, and then I went back to my hotel and I listened to the diss track that I had recorded after you just said that you writ- you wrote it, but didn't record it because you weren't going to put the energy into it. And Drake fans are completely ignoring this. And then let, let, let's get on the other side of this. So for the for the Drake fans that want to say that what Pusher was doing and researching is gossip, how the that, that's what that's where you know that Drake fans aren't hip hop fans and they can't be one in the same because in a in a in a battle in a diss you do your research on your opponent that's not gossip that's just doing your research you have to prepare it's and I compared it to this it's like a lawyer when they get ready to go to trial you do your research on on the person you're trying you do your research on your opponent and you break their argument down that's what Pusha did so now to defend Drake you're trying to make that tantamount to gossiping. No, nah, man, I can't get with that rhetoric. I can't do it. Man, sounds like they're kind of akin to uh, Trump supporters. <laughs> Drake fans are Trump supporters. I think you just named this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because he never addressed the blackface. That, that, <laughs> they didn't even talk about that on the shop. Like, he, oh. never, he never talked about it at all? Cause he, he he released a he he did a, a IG story like a written out one where he addressed it as far as like verbally he's never spoken about it. When it's sort of like a I mean wasn't it supposed to be uh, what like I don't know um, some type of promo for it was like a photo shoot or something that he was doing when he was in like when he was like eighteen or nineteen or something like that irony or something right or, yeah yeah that was man, I don't, I, 
me personally, I don't think that he was he was doing it to to belittle black people or anything. If anything, I would I would hope that it was on some ironic shit and he was showing he was making a statement or something. But even then, I'm giving him the benefit. He did it. I think that's the problem that he did it. It's not the fact that you know I don't care what the fuck he was doing it for. He did it. (laughs) It's photographic evidence. Like Biko with the 19. Biko, year old Biko, have done that. It's taking you a while to muscle up your answer. That <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like he would have had to been like an extra on Bamboozled or something. Ain't that a way? Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, that was bad. But I, I, yeah, yeah, and, and and it's true. You know, most of his fans probably aren't actual hip-hop fans, you know, they don't know. They, yeah. they don't know. They they don't know. And, and I remember, I remember I saw uh, um, a story on like an Inside Edition type of show. It wasn't Inside Edition, but it was sort of like that. It was yeah. kind of like a TV gossip show. And they were covering the beef and they were saying Pusha T's name. And they were saying it like so uncomfortable, like number one, they didn't know who the hell it was. But, and of course they were it was Drake leaning because that's who they knew. That's it was some white chick and she was saying some she was trying to report it and I just I was in the middle of laughing and growing horribly angry. Just yes. because of like what the fuck is going on? Yes. Now in hip hop that this is where we are like these these people who give no fucks about the culture or or the music they're they're being allowed to report on this shit yeah. terribly. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 was just going into how you guys were making a point that it, you know his his fans, a lot of his fans definitely are not. You know, of course they're not. They're not hip hop artists. They're hip hop fans. You know, they're just, they're drink fans. You know, yes. Yeah. Like a lot of again, <laughs> a lot of Trump supporters. They're not necessarily Republicans. They're yeah. Trump supporters. <laughs> I love it. And and the thing the thing with this with this all is, and this is what I always say, um, and I mentioned it on Twitter. I called it toxic fandom. But the thing is, is that just don't allow yourself to be lied to because of your fandom over an artist. Like you, you feel me? That I I don't care what who you like is who you like. I don't I don't give a damn how I feel about him as a rapper or whatever. If that's the artist you like, that's fine. But even as a fan, don't allow yourself to be lied to or excuse blatant, just flat out fallacies just because they're your fave. And I always have, and I try to do this even with my own critiques. I can say I love something. I can say something's my favorite without saying that it's the best. Like there's a distinct difference in the two. Like last week, I Dime Trap is probably my favorite T.I. album. It's not his best album, but it it, it that we need to be able to have that conversation. And, and especially now with the social media age, so many people are just like, if it's something they hold tight and hold dear, oh, it has to be the best ever. No, just say it's your favorite. And it's cool. It's cool to something to be your favorite and not be the best. That's absolutely fine. And uh, this whole Drake thing just brings all that to light. It's just at this point now, like it goes it goes Trump supporters, Drake fans beehives and the barbs like they're the most toxic set of people on social media right now like they just need to go what about the i couldn't say that because you know <laughs> he's a card-carrying member of the Laurentide. you know <laughs> no but sorry sidebar rabbit hole what ti album is the best 
Is it Ti versus Tip? No, no, I don't. No, I don't consider not. that the best. Like, is, is that is the, King? No, I would King. say I, King is I probably would, the best to me. I'm going Urban Legend. Urban Legend was good. I'm Ooh, going yeah. Urban Legend. I'm going Urban Legend. Oh, King was very. King was really good. Like really, really good. But Ur, Urban Legend is what made me a fan. So it's hard for me to kind of go against that. And people have arguably said his first two albums are some of his best work because he was the most raw then. Like you know. Like a lot of most, you know, a lot of our favorite artists in their first two albums, you get the true sense of who they are anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but no, Urban Legend for me. I will say this: Urban Legend came out in two thousand and four, and that's fourteen years later. And I could probably still listen to that whole album, and not much of it's dated. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Our next topic: Cardi B breaks the record for most total weeks at number one for a female rapper. And I only put this on here, honestly, to be a little petty. I'm not even going to lie. This this is a petty discussion topic, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Cardi B has had the best, what, 18 months at this point now, probably in female rap history. In rap, maybe in rap history, like, if we just, like, in general, like, to come where she's come from, it's different where people who are already looked at as rappers have a great year. But to come from where she's come from in 18 months is amazing. Yeah. 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 Where's Queen on the tricep right now? I'm, I'm so. <laughs> and I, this, did you hear like how they're changing the categories? Like now they say Queen qualifies for platinum status. Like either you're a platinum album or you're not. Like how do you qualify for platinum status? Like <laughs> somebody feels sorry for her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not platinum yet, but we gon' we gon' put it in people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> <It's platinum. laughs> but, Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ralph, man, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, so the, just go back to reiterate, like, the year Cardi B's having. But go ahead, James, man. What you got? Well, I was just going to say, like, Nikki, to me, I think she playing herself, man. Like, she really playing herself. Because she, to me, it seemed like she just, like, going backwards. You know what I mean? Like, she was, she was, like, she was doing this. And I don't know what, maybe, maybe the whole Remy thing just really kind of messed with her. And, like. She back to like wearing all this terrible shit. Like, like, I mean, I know that's what she did up until the point, but it seemed like she was kind of like doing it a little bit more strategically. Now it's just like all out, and 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 there's no time to the re, like no reason to the right, whatever. It's just yeah, I, I got you. You know, what I'm saying? it's just yeah. sloppy, and it's not it's not going well for her. She- for for Nikki, uh, you know we don't spin ball into this making a Nikki conversation, but let's let's talk about this real quick. For her to have been as as successful as she has, some of the things that's around her that surrounds her should never have happened or have happened. Like that whole situation with Cardi at uh, New York Fast Week, shit like that should never happen. Nikki Minaj is an A list star, regardless of what we think about her music. She is a super damn star some of this stuff should just never happen but it's all on her that's why i call a lot of people by their first names on this platform onika is wilding like (laughs) she has to like she got to get it together but let's let's get back to cardi salute to cardi i i am we we champion cardi for all of her success uh which is very well earned that's all (laughs) yeah i say keep doing keep doing what you're doing yeah you know, yeah, and he, he, there were rumors going around uh, this week that there may be a Nicki Minaj disc coming. Cardi's come out and actually says she's not going to record a disc. And I actually think, you know what? 
Why? There's no point at this point. Let your success be the diss track. Exactly. It's been an 18 month diss. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's it's so funny. It's sort of like we're witnessing the 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 whole Ja Rule 50 Cent thing again. You know, and it's a gender switch. Yeah. Because Ja Rule was running. We all know the story. Ja Rule was running shit. Yeah. You no, know, at that level, I, I I I never liked Ja Rule on, on you know to that point, but I, I can't I couldn't you know not acknowledge what he was doing. He was he was that dude. Fifty came and knocked the dude out for the count. Nobody was fucking with Ja Rule after Fifty. It's kind of the same way if you think about it. Kind of. I mean, like people still messing with Nicki. Yeah. But Cardi came and like straight like really beheaded. Nikki Minaj in many ways and so it's sort of like and, and it wasn't and it doesn't even seem like she was trying to that's the difference that's the difference 50 Cent came out swinging you know what I mean Yeah. he made it a point to diss Ja Rule in every <laughs> he got and it was successful and I yes. thanked him back then I was down with 50 back then because I couldn't stand Ja Rule <laughs> but the way, the way Cardi is doing like it's sort of like she just she's just trying to get hers right, and unfortunately, Nikki basically fifty cented herself. She basically, just, you know what I'm saying? Because she, yes. it seemed like she couldn't take somebody else, you know, a, another woman, God forbid, being popular in hip hop, and and so she had to get on this high and mighty horse and and not not welcome her, not not be on some like. You know, a kind of like come on in, like you know. So why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? Why? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, and then it, it's it's escalating to where it is, and, and unfortunately, that's that's how it is. And of course, yeah, that whole thing. Honestly, I still ain't really seen the whole story as far as Fashion Week. <laughs> I shook my head at Nikki Cardi B. That was some bullshit. If she, you know, whatever her 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 uh, uh, you know participation was in it, but she knew. She young, you know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. hope, you know, this this ain't even her first year. It, well, no, it's been a year and something. You yeah. know, but Nikki, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you the elder statesman, right? The stateswoman, right? Now. Anyway, yes, that's that's something. And being petty goes wrong, man. She pettied herself out of her spot. That's all it is, man. Yeah. But uh, Ralph, you got anything left, man? Before we get into our next break? No, nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get into another break, man. We'll see you guys <laughs> right after this. Express, where we are spilling the tea weekly on latest trends, celebrity news, and the culture. Check out Tea Time with I'm Just Saying, available on The Breaks Media. Hold on to them cups. <laughs> you don't want to miss this. Game's fucked up, niggas beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. The bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. At the mercy of a game where the codes is 
is missing when the CEO's blinded by the glow is different. Believe in myself and the codes and Kendricks. Let the sock puppets play in they roles and gimmicks. Shit. Remember Will Smith won the first Grammy? And they ain't even recognize Hove until Annie. So I don't tap dance for the crackers and sing Mammy. Cause I'm posed to juggle these flows and nose candy. Yeah. All right. So there were quite a few other albums that dropped this past week. LMA, who is, uh, Ralph's summer anthem, man. That was his summer anthem. He was booed up all summer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usher dropped complete trash. And then we had this little <laughs> baby project. I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> oh, man. That Usher album. Like, uh, I, it was the same thing as, as the, the Lord Quavius album. Like, I, probably three tracks. No, you know what? I think I did make like four Ooh. tracks in, and I was like, "Why am I still listening?" Like, it's not. I I, I do a hip hop podcast. If I, even if I don't finish this, it's okay. Um, <laughs> like, okay, I got enough. Thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Exactly. Uh, but of of the other releases for this past week, man, uh, James, you got any thoughts on those releases? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I I saw the LMA album. I want to listen to. It. I didn't get a chance to, but I do like. I like her as an artist, so mm-hmm. hoping for the best <laughs> for when I do check it out. Mm-hmm. I like Buddha. Uh, what's funny? Here's a little funny factoid. Uh, <laughs> my niece, she she didn't like the song because of uh, because she was irritated, like she was annoyed by the hook. I guess mm-hmm. I, ain't nothing wrong with the hook. The hook is really what sells the song. Like everybody loves that hook, and I didn't understand. But this other her next single. I'm feeling the same way as my niece did with Buddha. <laughs> it's it's something in the way she kind of inflects like her words or whatever. It's like she does like that 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 whole like Chris Brown thing. Maybe I don't know. Like she yeah. like, like I don't like that. And she really does it on the next single. That's really all I got to say about the LMA though. I mean, I'm gonna listen to it though because I, I feel I, I like I like her as an artist. The Usher though. I tried. Uh, number one, if if it's a if it's an entire album produced by the same producer, could we tell these young producers you don't have to put your name logo drop in every song? Like it, the whole album is you. Like I got sick of hearing Beethoven. Like you know what I'm saying? Like every good song. point. Good point. That's so annoying to me, but you know that's probably because I'm old. You know what I mean? Like that's probably the new shit, and everybody loves it. Like they, you know, the Metro Boomin does. You know, he he does his, and everybody got to drop. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, it's like a Gangstar album didn't start with DJ Premier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like I like when <laughs> when Diddy Diddy did all. What was that Volume Two? He did the whole you know Jay Z. Mm. Uh, I just, uh, anyway, that's that. That's one of the hangups. But then the other thing is like Usher. He's such a like he's such a good R and B singer to me, and and he's just kind of you know kind of hoeing himself out right now. Like he's sort of like I kind of liken him to, and it, unfortunately it didn't work out. It doesn't. It's not really working out that well for Usher. But I liken him to what Beyonce had to do uh, because of Rihanna. Beyonce had to get on that rap R&B shit hard and, yeah. and like rap R&B trap shit. Yeah. Like Beyonce wasn't doing a lot of it. She was still making like 
pop stuff. R- she really pop hip hop type of stuff. She wasn't yeah. really on the trap shit, you know, or trap pop stuff until Rihanna really kind of trailblazed that path for an yeah. R&B singer. You know what I'm saying? And so I believe that's my theory as to how Beyonce has has maneuvered herself and kept herself relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like riding the wave of where the music was going. Yeah. Sure. To me, he's doing the same thing with Rihanna's ex-boyfriend, Chris Brown, because Chris Brown, like him or not, he basically trailblazed that for male R&B singers to kind of go in the whole rap trap R&B type thing. And Usher is kind of following suit, but not really well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not really meshing. So it, it it just didn't really translate well to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ralph? Uh, but let me get into to, to my to my girl, Ellen May. Now, I, I did listen to this album. At first, um, it didn't really start start rocking with me. Like it, Like, the Chris Brown feature, right? It sounds more like Chris Brown, like LMA featuring Chris Brown rather than Chris Brown featuring LMA. I mean, the, damn, yeah. I can't get it right. But yeah, like I hate I hate when features are like that, especially on an album. Like these songs, sound, their songs sound like a Chris Brown song rather than just an LMA song. And I don't know if LMA has a unique sound to where people know it's genuinely her. Because, hell, this could have been El Vornifal. I got a good damn, I don't know. Like, you know, like, but the thing is... I enjoyed this album, but it's not nothing that I have to run back and listen to. Um, it's only one light-skinned British woman that can take my heart, and that's uh, Marsha Ambrosius. So uh, I, I encourage <laughs> you to go listen to the album Nyla, because it's amazing. Uh, if we're going to talk about R&B. Huh? <laughs> what about Kareem Benny? Oh, uh, I'm still more of a Marsha. I'm still more Marsha. Like, see, her voice, like, Marsha's voice is more American anyway. Like, Kareem's very soft and delicate, which is nothing wrong with that. But I just I just appreciate Marsha and what she's been able to do. And then, you know, she's been on a lot of our favorite rap songs anyway. <laughs> but uh, but back to LMA, like, the, uh, the album is okay. Like, I, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's overly good. I'm not, you know, just in love with it. But it's, it's, it's good for what it is. Now, uh, the Usher's Aetoven Project. I only like two songs on here. <laughs> I only like two songs. Now, I was called a hater because I critique Usher on a different plateau than I critique any other person because you're talking about somebody that's an all-time selling, best-selling artist, one of the best R&B acts that we've arguably seen. Like, you know, just one of the best. Not saying he's the best, but one of the best. So we've been looking at Usher since 1994 as a solo artist. I don't expect this from him right now. Like, I don't need him to, like Biko said, hold himself out because he is undoubtedly an icon. So you can't give me trash. I don't allow fuck ups from you. Like, I don't allow that for Buster. Like, you can't do that to me. Like, uh, Chris Brown can do that. Like, because you know why? Chris Brown came at an arena where he didn't, he doesn't, he's not forced to give me one project and it has to stick because he can do 17 other projects after that. Usher doesn't release like that. So when Usher drops something, it has to stick. It has to. Like, and I said Usher arguably hasn't given me a good album since 04. I can stand by that damn near. Like, every Usher album since Confessions has been hit and miss. 
Some of them are good. Some of them are like, eh. But I've only in like two projects. And why is he doing trap songs? I don't understand that. Like, he's from the A, I guess. Yeah, but Usher, like, like I, I like your point with Beyonce. But I think Usher's more of a pioneer in certain things. Like, just being like that, that, that figurehead that people can really, 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 really look to. If you're talking about male R&B acts, uh, you know, for the past 20 years. Usher is like up here. You don't have to do what these little dudes do. You don't have to do that at all. If you want to drop straight R&B, my guy, and sound like what you did in 1998, do that. <laughs> like, do do that. It's not or find a way to incorporate it. But I just get so frustrated. I get so frustrated when artists do that. Yeah. But it, this this project was forced. I hate it. I only like two songs, and that's it. Um, what else we got? Uh, little baby, little baby and gunner. I enjoy little baby, but I hate this little baby and gunner project. Gunner's trash. <laughs> now, little baby, little baby ain't that much better. But I'm just saying, gunner. Oh, that is a different level. Now, now these, now, now, Biko, these are mumbles. These are the mumble okay. niggas. Like they are mumbles. But yeah, little, I think I little, just hit <laughs> to them on the BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> but. Like that drip harder project is trash. Oh boy, trash. <laughs> now I'm done. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know how to follow that up. Like I feel like I had so much in me about that other project. <laughs> I'm so pissed about that. The the LMA project. Listen, I um I enjoy more of it than I dislike, but I feel like I feel like because of her, the one track that everybody just went crazy about, she was kind of propelled into the spot that she's clearly not going to be in for her career. Like, she's a solid R&B sing- singer, but she's not going to, she's, people, she's not going to be the next big thing. I'm just letting you guys know that right now. It's not happening. Um, this this U- Usher project, as, a, as an R&B cat, like, I love R&B music. Classic R&B and soul music. This was a smack in the face in my eardrums. Like this, like Usher should not be making music like this. Like if you if you, if you close your eyes and someone tells you Usher's gonna release a project in 2018, I, my mind goes to like the the uh, was Masego project. Is that how you pronounce his name? Like I'm thinking something I, like like almost I don't like that. It, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But like for this type of music, to go, like trap songs from Usher, like and I get it. He had he had yeah with Lil John, like. But this, no, nah, man. From an R and B legend, no, this is disrespectful. No. <laughs> like, this was as forced as the Quavo project. I feel like, like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Um, Lil Baby and Gunna, it's it's not for me. Um, <laughs> I want to refrain from calling. No, it was trash, man. It was like, especially from a like y'all biased. <laughs> This was trash, man. What a 15-year-old response. <laughs> Y'all got This is, this is terrible, man. But I, I guarantee you, like, the, the 17, 18-year-olds that are about to graduate, they, they are in there going crazy over it. But it's not for me, fam. I can't do it. Like, I'm, I, it's not good. It's, it's not an easy listen at all. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not that a week, huh? <laughs> no, man. Was, no, it's not. It's not that. It's not Man, any... <laughs> y'all, y'all have me up. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, we're going to go ahead and move. We're going to get into our next break. I'll see you guys right after this. Oh. 
Money serving everybody. Ain't we up in Magic City throwing up the private? Ain't me until taking off like a rocket. Ain't my, ain't my, ain't my, ain't my, ain't my money long. All right, fellas. So the BET Awards happened. Um, we're going to talk a little Vic Mensa, but just just any highlights from the BET Awards that you want to talk about. I'm actually going to go first here. Reason killed it. Like Casanova. Mm, eh, Not much. Eh. But the, cy- the, the, <laughs> the ciphers. Go ahead. The Casanova. And I got I to gotta choose my words carefully because I don't want to get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's but, right. He's like he's like what people make fun of New York rap about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole like, yo, son, I'm gonna shoot you in your neck. <laughs> that's exactly how it's like first. Oh, really? <laughs> but no, but look, that's just not for me. But I know he I understand he got tons of followers. You know what I'm saying? I think it's it's a lot of the New Yorkers that's really craving for somebody, I guess. To do that, just gutter, gutter, gutter type shit. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't too impressed with that. My, I think my favorite cipher was the the ladies, man. Like, Ooh, and Eric yes. with that. Erica tore that down, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I loved her her ending uh, rhyme and everything, but yeah, I I, I did like reasoning. Um, I can't really think of who else was on. Um, I know it was a, it was a few people that I I, I recognized. Um, Hey, I should have took some notes. But <laughs> <laughs> Ruff, what you got, man? Because I know you, uh, you you were you were like live tweeting the ciphers, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the ciphers, man. I have nothing else about I don't know. I don't even know who hosted but, uh ciphers, but um flawless real talk. Um I enjoyed what he did. I really did. Uh I think the other guy was Sean Spencer. Like that whole the basically the everybody in that cipher with Casanova itself Casanova. <laughs> like, like they they held their own in that cipher. I loved it. I loved it. But uh, we can get to the you know the stuff. Mm, <laughs> that was true. The worst. The worst <laughs> verse goes too. Like, like he just gave him the worst verse. Oh my god, black boy oh, was Man, he was trash. <laughs> he just ended up dancing because that that thing was. He needed something to save that verse because it was horrible. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. That's really. Just, he just I, I, was I not prepared. I thought I thought Chance's brother was cool. Oh yeah, Taylor, Taylor was nice. Yeah. Taylor was Taylor had he, he did good. Yeah, but I know you was talking about Vic, uh, Vic Mensa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's get into it, man. So we talked about it last, on last week's episode, Vic Mensa. Everybody was talking about what this what his verse was going to be. It was even labeled as an XXX to Tentacion disc, which. I really don't think it was. Um, so, Ralph, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but actually hearing it, what were, what were, what were your thoughts coming out of, out of what he did? Uh, that was a diss? Like, I mean, it's just, you know, he said something a little greasy. I don't think it was like, it's only because t- Triple H is dead and, you know, rest in peace to him. But I just, it's like, I heard they had like beef. So it's just him keeping that same energy, even in death. I, that's I, I'm assuming that's what, where all that came from. But when I listened to it, I was just like, "This isn't that bad." But you know, I'm you know, I'm sorry. I, it, it takes a lot for me to be like, you know, oh my god, that wasn't it though. But I don't even know why he even. But the thing is, it's just like 
Vic Mensa has his platform and he's been, you know, doing this social reform and all this. Like he's really been on the front lines for a lot of stuff in Chicago, which I commend him for. I just I didn't know that's what you want to take. Like that's the energy you want to put, you know, put out there and talk about it. But I took more like I'm I'm trying to think of the word, but I'm just I, I, I appreciate what he did when he talked about in his apology video more so than the actual diss. Like he could have worded like that better in the verse, in the cipher verse. Yeah. <laughs> than to yeah. actually take, take an aim at Triple H. That's the thing. But uh, I say you don't really you don't speak hell of the dead, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like jeez. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I and I and I dig Big Memphis. You know what I'm saying? I dig Big Yeah. I was not really a triple X dude like i never really you know i i knew i knew of them and i, I saw a couple of videos and stuff but even still i mean like you know yeah i'm like you like you got a whole bunch of other stuff that you could you know you could put in and like that's that is that's one of the biggest platforms in hip-hop like right yes. now yes. like the cyphers everybody tunes into the cyphers and this yeah. and so like you know you definitely i, I would I, I would hope that you would have a little bit more satan you know this in a the dude that recently passed away. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the message he was trying to get across, I think, is dope. But you know, you could have did that without mentioning a, a dead a dead man. Like and I yes. think it would have been more powerful. Like when you when you use that tactic, people focus more on you mentioning somebody who's dead than what you were trying to get across with your lyrics. And I think yeah. that that's that that like he had a platform where he could have used that to really get a message that needs to get out about hip hop. But instead, since you wanted to throw a dead man in it, now this this is what we're talking about. Exactly. But but to even come out, and this is our last topic for the day. But but something that's been out since then, so it's come out. And he's talked about it before. He's had domestic abuse abuse issues, and he's admitted that, and he's said he seek he sought counseling for it, and he's grown from it. But now you get the conversation of is he the right person to try to speak out on this issue because he's been through it? I have my own personal thoughts on it, but I want you guys to get yours off first. Uh, James, I'll come to you first on this one. This is Ralph first last time. What do you think? That's kind of hard because I I I would I mean. I would initially be like, no, I don't think he's the right person. I mean, like when you've when you've been accused and you've you've done it and you've you know you've been you know involved in in that that which you are trying to speak out against, it's kind of it's kind of shaky, man. You know, like who wants to hear it from somebody who who did these offenses? You know what I'm saying? Then again, I mean, like are we are we not trying to hear from someone who who apparently is 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 rehabilitated or, or whatever i don't that's that's the question i don't know i'm kind of torn with that whole thing you know and and again i i didn't know i didn't know that he was uh you know he he had these issues or anything um I, it's it's that's that's kind of weird for you to for you to have had these issues and you come out and you talk ill of somebody else yeah. who's done the same thing you know what i mean exactly yeah um, yeah, just piggybacking off what James is saying, um, it's a that's a that's an iffy subject. Like nobody wants to hear about, you know, domestic violence, like damn it reform and all that from somebody that actually has been accused of doing it. It's kinda like the Ray Rice thing, right? He 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 um got you know, he was videotaped, you know, assaulting his then girlfriend, now wife, 
and he went on the whole redemption tour and going on these places and talking about it, but people still were reluctant to re- forgive him for it, even though he's showing that. Now we're talking about, you know, an athlete, and then now we're talking about a rapper, but it's, it's, it's hazy because it's like no one wants to hear that. But then again, you, this is somebody that actually went through it, whether they were the abuser or the abused, to kind of tell their story and what, you know, how to, you know, not do these things, you know, not fall to triggers and all these other stuff. So it's like I, I'm so torn when it comes to that. Do you want to hear from somebody that's a goody two shoes that's kind of pointing at you, telling you you shouldn't do this? Or do you want to live, listen to somebody that actually lived it? it? That's that's where you're at with it. And that's kind of my thinking, too, is that you can absolutely learn from someone who's been through something, done their wrong, and have been rehabilitated. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think that he has, he sh- he can be the voice to speak out on it. Um, but I think when you... When you try to speak out on something, you use a tactic like mentioning a dead man. Then I, now yeah. I don't want to hear you because to me, like maybe you're not doing the action of domestic violence anymore. But mentally, it still tells me that there's something in in the way you process stuff that I I, I don't want you lecturing nobody, fam. Like you you need to get your stuff together. So that that's I'm of two minds with it. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of my thoughts on it. Like I just I want to see more maturity. From Vic Mensa. And it's funny because he definitely has maturity in his music. And when he tries to get yeah. a message off lyrically, it is this. If somebody would have told me that Vic Mensa would have done a tactic like this before it happened, I would have been like, for real? No. I mean, this is the same guy who was arguing with academics about respecting dead rappers names mm-hmm. and, not, and not throwing them through the mud. So yeah. it, it, it just it confused me in that sense. Well, I just look, there, there was something that he he uh, he actually posted. He said. I vehemently reject the trend of hip hop of championing uh, abuses, and I will not hold my tongue about it. I don't give a fuck about getting attention. I care about bringing awareness and holding people account- accountable for their actions. So, I mean, like that includes himself, right? I mean, like if he he would have to hold himself if, yeah. if this, because like I said, I didn't, I wasn't aware of of, of these, you know, the charges or whatever, or the, the accusations and everything. And, if 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 that was true, I mean, like he would have to include himself in that, right? Exactly. Yeah, he would. Because uh, I I dig I dig that statement. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's all you know needed facts uh, to 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 be told uh, to the the hip hop you know uh, masses. But it's like again, are we cool with it being told by you know somebody who's been accused? <laughs> No. It's, it's all about the messenger sometimes. It's not even the message. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. It's kind of wild, but. There you go. Yeah, but DJ was cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> we've reached the end of the Burks Radio for this week, man. We want to appreciate uh, James Biko for jumping and hopping on. Uh, before we get Thanks. ready to. Absolutely, man. Before we get ready to go ahead and plug all our social media where you can find us, I just want to let us know what you guys think about these topics. I know we hit some heavy ones, some light ones, but, um, you know, you can email us thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. You can also hit us up at Twitter at thebreaksradio, but we want to hear from you guys on these topics. You know, we sit here and we, we can talk about them all day, but without having dialogue with you guys, you know, it, it doesn't quite mean the same. But, fellas, let's go ahead and sign off. Tell the people where they can find you. Our illustrious guest james biko is definitely going to go first on this one. uh you can hit uh the website ibjamesbiko.com uh and all social media ibjamesbiko uh instagram twitter facebook 
Uh, you can hit me on email, artbybico at gmail.com. Yo. Yeah, yeah. And this is the mind of Ralph. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. This has been the Brooks Radio. We will see you lovely people next week. Peace. Chill. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.